Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dreams, Seams, and Small Business Things podcast. My name is Terrence Williams. In case you don't know me, I am a small business owner of my small business, Terrence Williams Designs, where I create, design, sew, clothing, and accessories where everything is ethically sourced and sustainably produced. And I do do it full time. I am also a content creator and influencer. In today's podcast episode, I'm going to talk about a topic that has been on my mind really for quite a while, and it's about Black-owned small businesses. I hear quite frequently from people, specifically Black people, a phrase that goes, this is why I don't support Black-owned businesses. And this phrase usually comes about after they have had a bad experience with a Black-owned small business. Now, what I find really interesting is that Black-owned small businesses always seem to get the brunt of the hate and the brunt of the non-support from people, specifically our own people, and I don't understand why. I don't understand why people, specifically Black people, are so hard on Black-owned small businesses, where if one Black-owned small businesses messes up, then all the rest of the Black-owned businesses have to suffer. And I do not see this phenomenon with other businesses. I won't even compare it to big-owned businesses because I don't know how many times I've ordered from Amazon and they've messed up my order. They haven't delivered it. They said it was delivered and they really didn't. They delivered it late. Uh, So many issues and problems, but my ass still keeps ordering from Amazon. (laughs) Not as much as I used to, but I still do order from Amazon. But I just, and I know other people order from Amazon too. I know there are other people out there who have ordered from Amazon and Amazon has messed up their order. Our Walmart, our Target, it doesn't matter. But in the sense that I don't want to compare myself to a big uh, corporation, uh, I routinely tell people I am not Amazon. I'm not going to compare myself to Amazon. You shouldn't compare me and my business to Amazon. I'm not going to use that in this example. So just in compare it to other small-owned businesses, I see other businesses mess up and people still frequent those businesses. So I don't understand why when it comes to Black-owned small businesses that... And this is the specific thing, why when one small business messes up, everyone wants to hold all the other small businesses accountable and not support and frequent those other small businesses. I don't know if it's a tough love thing. I don't know if it's a crab in the bucket mentality. I don't know if it's, you know, wanting black owned small businesses to do better. So we hold them to a different standard or that's why we hold them to a different standard, because I definitely do feel that Black-owned businesses are held to a completely different standard. Everything has to be perfect with us. It has to be 100% customer service all the time. It has to be not just amazing products, but um, products that exceed expectations and are immaculate and perfect. It is every all everything has to be perfect. All our ducks have to be in a row and it has to be with every single person every single time. And not that we shouldn't strive for that. 
Uh, you should be putting out quality product. You should be having amazing customer service. And I'll get to that a little later in the podcast. But it just, for me, um, sometimes it's difficult. We're not going to be perfect businesses all the time. We're going to make mistakes. I've made mistakes in my business. I remember... There was a time I had 50 million orders. I was swamped. I was tired. I, you know, just 50 million things going on. And I shipped out someone's order. It was a headband order. I will never forget this. And they emailed me and they said, hey, I got my headband order, but it's just strips of fabric. Y'all, I put the headbands in the package, but I forgot to make them. I shipped this person unfinished headband. It was just the strips of fabric. I was so embarrassed. Thankfully, this person was a regular. They had purchased from me before. So, like, they were fine with it. I paid for the shipping for them to send it back, made the headbands, shipped them out the next day, apologized, and everything was good to go. But I tell that story to say There are going to be times that small businesses, Black-owned small businesses, make mistakes. And there are going to be times that we mess up. Just because that happens, just because a Black-owned business is not perfect, does not mean that you need to then um, not support other Black-owned small businesses or hold any kind of resentment or bad attitude towards even that small businesses, but other small businesses. I mean, people can learn and grow from their mistakes and people can fix things and change processes and procedures. Uh, a lot of us are growing and changing and learning with our small businesses and we don't know that there's an issue or, or a problem until it's in our face and we are experiencing it. But I just don't think that there is enough grace given to Black-owned small businesses in particular, unfortunately, from other Black people and I wish the narrative would change. I do understand to some extent why people hold these sentiments because there are a lot of businesses out there that do not run smoothly, do not run efficiently, um, and some are quite frankly scams. And so it just makes the rest of us look bad. Um Because people have that mentality that we're all a monolith and that we're all the same. But I don't, again, I don't want one bad experience with a small business to affect how you shop and support other specifically Black-owned small businesses. So it's on part of the consumer to not do that, but it's also on part of the small businesses to do better, to make changes. And so... Being on social media, I have seen so many businesses, specifically ones that are artists or designers or people that are making things, make so many mistakes when running their business that lead to the issues and problems of the ultimate end result being this is people saying this is why I don't support Black-owned businesses. So in this episode... I wanted to talk about some things that you can do as a small business owner to not end up in a situation where you have a disgruntled customer and where they are not looking at you at your business and saying, this is why I don't support Black-owned businesses. I think it's an unfair burden for us as Black-owned small business owners to carry that weight to carry that pressure of always having to be perfect, always having to be 100% and not messing up 
with the mentality that if we mess up, we are messing up that opportunity for other Black-owned businesses. I wish it wasn't like that, but I truly feel, unfortunately, it is. So if these tips and tricks and suggestions can help you and prevent you from being in that situation, I hope you can take them and listen to them. And I also hope that um, you um, can better your business and the way that you run things. But I also hope that consumers can change the way that they view Black-owned small businesses and, and their standards and the expectations. I'm not saying you have to lower your expectations, but I am saying that I wish y'all would be a little more consistent. And the same way that you hold Black-owned small businesses accountable, I wish you held other small businesses accountable. So with that being said, let's get into the list. <laughs> I think the first suggestion is good customer service. You have to have good customer service as a small business owner. And what I see, the number one complaint that people have when it comes to Black-owned small businesses is poor customer service. And I have a perfect example. This small business is not a Black-owned small business. Uh, It's I don't know what she was, but I saw it on TikTok. This young lady had a shoe business where she customized shoes. And this video went viral because this woman got a pair of shoes done, I guess, for her husband, her boyfriend. They were customized. She ordered them in, like, November for Christmas, and she never got them in time for Christmas. And then January came by, February, March. All this time went by, and she never got the shoes. And she reached out to the girl, didn't get a response. Reached out on Instagram, email, Facebook, (laughs) um, basically every social media. She was live on her TikTok. The girl was streaming on TikTok. So the girl who ordered the shoes was messaging her on the TikTok live. And the girl who does the shoes blocked her. So it turned into this whole thing. And at the end of the day, what happened was because the girl who didn't get her shoes, she just wanted her money back. She said she wanted the shoes or her money back. And the girl was just ignoring her and blocking her. So that video went viral. Everyone was talking about it. And then the girl who made the shoes released a little video statement and said that she had just become overwhelmed after her video went viral. She got so many orders. She fell behind and that she was trying to do the best that she could. She apologized, but she's just one person. Blah, blah, blah. This whole statement, right? So my whole thing is you have to have good customer service. Don't ignore your customers. Don't. That is the number one way to tank your business is to ignore your customers. Because you need to remember, this is money. These transactions are people's hard-earned money that they went to a job that they probably don't like, slaved for hours, saved up every penny, and entrusted you to make something or ship them something, send them something. It doesn't matter. They trusted you with their money. And then when you don't deliver and then uh, on top of that, turn around and ignore their emails or their calls or their messages when you're on live, it is the biggest slap in the face. It is so disrespectful. It literally annihilates any trust that they had built with you. 
And again, it will destroy your business. And plus, it's just rude. This girl literally said she was in her live, could see her face live, and she messaged about the shoes and the money, and the girl blocked her. Disrespectful on all fronts. So my thing is, you have to respond. And in responding, this is another point, you have to be transparent and you have to own up to your mistakes. I think that we so often, as people, specifically small business owners, we don't want to admit when we're wrong. We don't want to admit that we're at fault. We don't want to admit when we make a mistake. But in order to be a small business owner, you have to admit your faults and you have to admit when you make a mistake. It just comes with the territory. We are not going to get everything right all the time. And at the end of the day, customer satisfaction is important. It's what keeps them coming back. It's what refers... Uh, it's what helps them refer other people to your business. So them being happy is paramount. Them trusting your business is crucial. So you have to be transparent. I remember when I went viral, after the YouTuber Sears Schultz mentioned me in one of her YouTube videos, I got so many orders. I literally did over $20,000 in the course of a day. Right? Hundreds and hundreds of orders. It was the most that I had ever done in such a short amount of time. And I fell behind. When people would email me and ask me about their order or reach out or whatever, I responded and I told them the truth. I told them that I have experienced a huge influx of orders. I've never had this many orders before. I'm falling behind. I'm trying to get caught up as much as I can. Plus, on top of that, it was during the pandemic and everything was uh, late shipping back order, uh, out of stock, supplies were crazy because everything was shut down. So um, I just explained that to people. I let them know what was happening. And was it embarrassing? Yeah, it was embarrassing. And it was discouraging. And it, you know, it sucked. But I would have rather stood in my truth and told them that I understand your frustration. Um, I... You understand where you're coming from, but full transparency, I am in over my head. You are number 67 out of 200, 300, 400 orders. I'm trying to get to people as quickly as I can. And to resolve the issue, if people were really, really upset about it, I would bump them up in the queue or I offered people a discount, uh, updated people's shipping to expedited shipping, whatever I could to fix the situation. So in those moments, you have to be vulnerable. You have to let your guard down. You have to admit your mistakes. You have to be transparent with your customer as much as you can to fix the situation. But you cannot ignore them. And I really want to stress this as much as I can. Do not ignore your customers. And it goes into when you respond, be polite. Be polite. Don't get angry. Don't get defensive. I think it's a common thing for us to feel some type of way and get uppity. No. If you're taking forever to ship an order and you are embarrassed to admit that, and then when someone reaches out to ask about their order, you want to get an attitude, that's not right. That's not okay. Own up to it. Explain the situation and try to fix it. But be polite. Again, that is the number one thing that I hear about Black-owned small businesses is that they are 
disrespectful and have horrible customer service. And I think that that can be changed if, again, people took responsibility for making mistakes, owned up to the mistakes, and were just transparent about what was happening and what was going on. Uh, and were polite about it. You have to uh, put on your customer service face or your customer service voice or your customer service typing skills and emails to interact with those customers to make it the best transaction. Because again, at the end of the day, they saw something in you and your business that made them use their hard-earned money to purchase and buy from you, that says a lot because they could have gone to anyone else. They could have not even spent their money with you. But they did. And so you kind of owe it to them to show up in the best way that you know how. And that is by being polite and answering their emails and being transparent. Another thing that Black-owned small businesses can do to kind of brush off the stigma is have a website that looks legitimate. Have a website. No more of this DM me or Cash App or Venmo. It's so unprofessional. There is no reason why now in 2023 that you don't have a website. They're not that expensive to start. Um, Every website that I know, whether it's Shopify or Squarespace, I have Squarespace, it doesn't matter. They all give you like step-by-step instructions to set up your website. I don't know anything about coding. I don't know anything about websites or website design. And you really now don't need to know anything about website design because, again, these websites where you can have an e-commerce platform, they explain everything and do everything basically for you Um, as far as setting it up and telling you where to put things and suggestions and styles and layouts and all of that. There's no reason why people should be DMing you to purchase. There's no reason why people should have to Venmo you or Cash App you to purchase. They can do it on your website. It just makes you look more professional. And along with having a good website that is easy to navigate, easy to read, easy to check out, has all of your information, an about section, long product description, product titles, you have to have good product photography. Good product photography. You don't need an expensive camera. You don't need an expense, any expensive equipment. When I first started doing my project, my product photography, I took the pictures on my iPhone. Yep, on my iPhone. And I just used um, a table. I used my wooden porch that was outside. I used the sidewalk. I would just lay the stuff anywhere and everywhere and take the pictures. Was it the most glamorous and wonderful? No, not in the beginning, but I eventually was able to get more tools and supplies and lighting and a light box and stuff for my flat lays, backdrops, backdrops. I was eventually able to get it, but in the beginning, I just used what I had, but the product photography still looked nice and I was able to move the product. And when I say move the product, people were purchasing it. Because the backdrop may not have been the nicest, but it was well lit. It was well laid and organized. If I was wearing the things, I was wearing them in an environment that was really nice at the park downtown. um, Modeling and showing off the items the best way that I knew how. 
it really pays to invest in learning how to shoot and create good product photography. And you don't even need to pay for a course or a guru. You can learn through YouTube. There is so much information to be learned through YouTube. So having a good-looking, reputable website is so, so important. Another thing is get reviews from people. If you... Good reviews from people. If there are people who have bought your items, uh, either ask them to leave a review on your website, ask them to leave a review on Google, ask them to leave um, a social media review, as in doing an unboxing or a try-on or a haul or whatever, that is probably the best way because then you can repost, retag, stitch, whatever those videos and use it on your TikTok or your Instagram or your social media and just getting people's feedback, their positive feedback, their elation with the products, uh, the fact that they were happy. So not only are you getting content for your social media, but a review acts as an endorsement. A review acts as an endorsement, meaning that person is going to tell other people, not only in their life, but in their social media circle, that they bought your product, tried your product, and loved it. So it is just reaffirming to people, other people, that they need to get your product. Because if my friend liked it, or the person that I follow on social media, the influencer that I follow on social media bought the product and love it, that means I'm going to love it. You can use that to your advantage. And you can, again, post it on your social media, drive traffic to your website, and generate sales. Reviews do amazing work, specifically if they are on your website. If you're just doing Cash App and Venmo um, and not having reviews on your website, when people go to your website, they're not going to know if it's legitimate or not. They're not going to know if they can trust to put their credit card information on your website. But if you have reviews, that can be another layer of protection, another layer where people can say, oh, other people have bought this stuff and taken and posted pictures and left five-star reviews. That means it it looks legit. Uh, Obviously, there are probably websites out there where you can fake reviews and get people to fake reviews and stuff. I know that, but um, it's just more legitimate to have reviews on your website. So that is another way that as a Black-owned small business, or even just as a small business in general, you can create trust um, and create a good uh, environment for your customer and a good relationship with your customer. And again, all of these uh, suggestions and tips and tricks that I'm giving to you are not just for Black-owned small businesses. They're for all businesses. Because what is missing, again, in this argument where people are so harsh on Black-owned businesses is that the issues and problems that they experience don't just happen to Black-owned small businesses. The example of the shoe girl in the beginning, she wasn't Black, but people were still having an issue with her business. So again, I hate the narrative that it's just Black-owned small businesses that are professional. There are other small businesses that are professional, unprofessional as well. And I think a lot of it comes down to they just don't have the knowledge and the expertise to run a small business. And I see this a lot with artists. These artists, they just want to do art. They just want to draw. They just want to paint. 
I know for me, if I could go to the fabric store every day and just look and shop at fabric, I would. <laughs> Do you think I want to sit here and figure out my taxes? Do you think I want to sit here and figure out a marketing plan? Do you think, you know, I want to create content all day, every day, every minute, batch content, sit there for hours batching my content and, and doing all that stuff? No, that stuff is not fun. What is fun is sewing and designing and going to the fabric store. The finance stuff is not fun, but it is part of the business. So you get these artistic people, these creative people who all they want to do is be creative and make money off of their art. Now in a space where they have to run a business and things start to fall through the cracks and things start to not work because they are not equipped to run a business. They are equipped to do the art and make the things. They are not equipped to balance the books and figure out taxes and figure out a marketing plan. And so that's why I say delegate responsibility. If you just want to draw and do art all day, that is amazing. That is great. Get someone else to answer your customer service emails. Because if you are taken away from your art to go through your emails and answer the same email, the person asking, when is my order going to ship? When is my order going to ship? Because you don't have on your website or your social media that it takes two to three weeks for you to do a painting and then it's going to ship because you don't have clear policies on your website. That's another thing. Have clear policies and shipping deadlines on your website of how long it's going to take for things to make. Have as much information on your website as possible. If you don't have those things on your website and then people are emailing you constantly and you have to stop your art to answer those emails, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to be angry. You're going to be discouraged. And then you're going to answer in a way that you will regret regret because that customer is not going to be happy. That customer is going to be pissed. So then they tell another person, they tell another person, they get on social media and complain about you, and then your business is up in flames. So to avoid that situation, delegate responsibility. It doesn't matter if it's your boyfriend, if it's your mom, if it's your cousin, if it's your friend of a friend, if you're paying someone. Get someone who is good at the position to do it. Get someone who is willing to help you to, that you know is going to do a good job to do it. And there's nothing wrong with asking for help. There's nothing wrong with a small business owner saying, hey, I am not good on social media or I am not good with customer service because I have an attitude and I am quick to snap. Uh, so I'm just going to ask someone else to do it. Someone that you trust, someone that you know is going to do a good job because there's nothing worse than putting yourself in that situation that you really don't want to be in and then ruining something that you have worked so hard to achieve. I don't think there's anything wrong, again, with delegating responsibility and also noticing what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses, what are you good at, what are you not good at, what do you need to improve on, and if you can't find anyone who is willing to step in and fit into those positions or to help you, you're going to have to suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> truly, truly, you're going to have to figure a way to make it work until you are able to pay someone and compensate someone with the skills and the knowledge to do it. But 
Do not shoot yourself in the foot. Do not ruin your business because you didn't take the time to learn how to answer an email. Or because you didn't take the time to update your website or because you didn't know what you should include on your website. Take the time to learn to research so that you put yourself in a good position. And I think that's another issue, not just with Black-owned small businesses, all small business owners. They jump into things without really realizing what it takes to run a small business. And I say sometimes there are some things you are just not going to know until you're in it, until you're doing it. But you should have a basic level understanding of what it takes to run a small business. And I don't care if it's me, like me, where I'm sewing and designing clothing and accessories, or if it's someone doing art, or if it's someone, you know, ordering in bulk off of Alibaba for their boutique, and then upping the prices 300%, and then selling it on their quote-unquote website, or through their social media where you have to PayPal them. <laughs> Sometimes is a, a business is a business is a business, even though we are very, very different. A business is a business is a business, and you have to run it and operate it like a business. But people do not know how to do that. Half of these people don't even know what an LLC stands for. They just get an LLC and don't even know what it is. Those are the type of people, not that they shouldn't be in business, but they should know how to run a business. And just because you have a business doesn't mean that you should have a business. And I really think people need to take some time to slow down and really examine if running a small business like that is truly their path and what they should be doing. Because when it's not, we end up in situations where a customer is dissatisfied. So yeah, I truly think there needs to be a real understanding of what you are getting yourself into when running a small business. And this is another suggestion. Really research. Take the time to learn what it takes to run a small business, what all goes into it. I think social media has made some people very delusional because they think it's immediately going to be six figures and making money every day and going viral and selling out and shipping hundreds of packages because these business owners on social media, they only show the good stuff. They only show getting millions of orders and making six figures. If I see one more video of how I made six figures in a month, I'm going to scream because at the end of the day, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> I think we've gotten to a point where truly no one cares that you made six figures. That's amazing. Because my whole thing is it's great that you made six figures for your business. But what about that year? Or it's great that you made six figures for your business that month. But what about the next month? What about the next year? What are you doing to maintain that you are a six-figure business? Just because you went viral once and got 50 million orders doesn't mean you are able to sustain that. The vir- virality is great, but what are you doing to maintain those sales and maintain those six figures? You don't see these small business owners talking about the days that they get zero sales. You're not talking about seeing these small business talk about uh, when they have zero dollars in the bank. 
because they, you know, didn't balance things correctly or sales weren't where they were at and you still have to pay bills and you still have to figure everything out. Um, you don't hear small business owners talk about that. You just hear them talk about the wins and the successes and everything that went amazing and everything that was great. So then other people see that and they're like, oh, I can make six figures doing a boutique and selling stuff. And so again, they go on Alibaba, purchase things for five cents, mark it up to a hundred dollars. They pose on their stairs or against a dirty wall or in their living room and then get mad when their stuff doesn't sell, and then the whole rhetoric is no one supports my small business. You don't even support your small business. <laughs> you don't even support your small business. You don't even care about your small business like that. You just care about the money. You just care about the profit. You're not really putting in the time and the effort in the work that is needed to make your business successful. So it goes back to the points that I was talking about earlier. Having a legitimate website, making sure your product photography is up and running and great and pr pretty. Uh, a lot of people have these boutiques and they just take the pictures from the website and add them to their website. And it's, it just isn't the way that it should be. It just doesn't look nice. It doesn't look cohesive. So if you're buying a sweater dress off of Alibaba and you're using the stock photo from Alibaba on your website, if you're doing that, other people are doing that. The other boutiques are doing that. So you could go to 10 different websites and see the same pictures of the same product of the same thing. And it goes back to another point of a lot of people don't know how to market their small business. So I get this example all the time. With my small business, I sell headbands. They are just headbands. When you really get down to the nitty-gritty and you really look at it, it's just a headband. You can get a headband from everywhere. But it's the way that I market my headbands that make them so successful. So for me, and if y'all steal my language and my ideas, I will be pissed. <laughs> but here's how I explain it. My headband is not just a headband. My headband is made from ethically sourced and sustainably produced cotton. The prints and the patterns are made from designers. So they are unique and they help support uh, designers and crafters. They are adjustable by the knot in the front so you can make them bigger or smaller. They have a really wide band. I have different finishes. So I have velvet. I have corduroy. I have cotton. I have athletic ones. Um, the way that I describe them, I don't just describe them as a headband. Again, I list everything about them. I list the benefits. I list how they're different. So you're not just getting a headband. You are getting a Terrence Williams Designs headband that is ethically sourced, sustainably produced, adjustable, and made with human rights in mind and supports designers and creators and graphic illustrators. And when people hear that, especially the fact that it's adjustable, when people hear that, it changes their mind. It's not just a headband. It is a Terrence Williams Designs headband. So a lot of these people are not marketing the way that they should. They just think, 
posting a picture or video on social media is going to create sales and that's not how it works. I could do a whole other episode about marketing on social media and how people do things on social media. I'm not going to get into it because in this episode, child, Lord. (laughs) That's a whole nother story, but you can't just rely on the stock photo. You can't just rely on the item to sell itself. You have to sell the item. You have to show up for your business. And that's another point that I want to make. And probably the last point, you have to show up for your business. What that means is you have to be in front of the the camera. You have to be in front of the lens. People need to be able to see you. I'm not saying that you have to be in every video. I'm not saying that you have to be in every picture on social media. But on your website, you should have an about me page so people can click it and learn about you. Learn about your business. Learn about why they should be supporting you. As a small business owner, we don't have the luxury that these big brands do to just go off of being in every 50 state, having a million locations, having it just be um, common knowledge that we exist. We're not Walmart. So we don't need to know the Waltons to shop at Walmart. We just shop at Walmart. But as a small business owner, people need to know you. It's really important for consumers to know who they are supporting, who they are buying from, who they are putting their PayPal or credit card information website on. It is important for them to know. It's important for them to see a face, for them to know where you stand on important issues. Sometimes, a lot of the time, especially for Gen Z, that is really important that you align with their morals and with their values. So having a blank profile, people not really knowing who you are, you're doing a disservice to your business. You need to show up in some capacity, even if it's just one video being like, hey, this is my business. This is when I started. This is why I started. This is the mission that I want to accomplish. This is what I want to do. This is how I want to change lives. People just want to know you. They want to know your products. They want to see everything that goes into your business. People love a behind-the-scenes look at how a business is run, what goes into it. People just love to know. They feel like they are getting to know you on a different level. So it's important to show up and not be anonymous in your business. Show up even if it's in a small capacity. I hear small business owners say all the time, I'm afraid to show myself in front of the camera. I'm afraid to make video content. I'm afraid. Then why are you doing it? (laughs) Again, if you're not willing to show up for your business, how do you expect other people to show up for your business? If you're not willing to put in the work that needs to be done... Why should people support you? If you feel like, if it seems like you don't even really care about your business, why should other people care about your business? And th- again, this is not just for Black-owned small businesses. This is for all businesses. I really want us to get out of this mentality that if one Black-owned small businesses business messes up, that we cannot or should not or are not going to support other small businesses. We have to. 
We are not a monolith. Black people are not a monolith. Black small businesses are not a monolith. And if you have a bad experience with a black-owned small business or with a small business in general, let them know. Give them the feedback. Don't be a rude meanie about it. (laughs) But just let them know, hey... I was really dissatisfied with the customer service or, hey, I was really dissatisfied with the shipping or whatever it is. Let the business know because with that feedback, they can improve, they can do better, they can implement changes. But if they don't know that something is a problem, then they're not able to fix it so that it doesn't happen again. I really want all small businesses to succeed. I really want all small businesses to do good. But I just, again, feel that there is unnecessary pressure put on Black-owned small businesses. I feel that there is an unnecessary weight put on Black-owned small businesses in order to be perfect and 100% all the time. And I really want us to be a little more gracious and a little more fair with how we treat Black-owned small businesses. Because this whole rhetoric of this is why I don't support Black-owned small businesses or Black-owned businesses is really unfair. And it really does a disservice to not only that small business, but all small businesses. So I want consumers just to lead with a little more patience, a little more grace, a little more understanding. Now, obviously, there are situations where, listen, if you are angry, you are entitled to be angry. Uh, If someone is ignoring you, um, if you feel like you were uh, taken advantage of or you didn't get what you asked for, obviously, there are times when you are allowed to be angry. And again, it goes back to... The point that I made earlier that not everyone who runs a small business should be running a small business. And I stand firmly in that. Sometimes you are just the creative director. Sometimes you should just be in the position where you are picking out the prints and patterns You should be the person who goes on Alibaba and picks out all the clothes and all the stuff and and does all that. Let someone else handle the social media. Let someone else handle the day-to-day operations. Let someone else do the marketing uh, and the customer service. You can just sit back and and, and pick, pick the stuff and do the fun stuff. That's okay. But again, delegate those responsibilities and don't put yourself in a position where you're having to answer customer emails where you don't know how to answer customer emails. And again, if you don't have the money and the funds or the people around you to do that job, you need to put your pants on, buckle up, and figure out how to do it. Because... You are going to be the the downfall of your business if you are not properly equipped to handle all aspects of your business, but specifically customer service. That is the, again, that is the number one thing that I have seen ruin small businesses. It's customer service. Own up to your mistakes, own up to the flaws, communicate with people, either through email, either through your website, let people know what is going on, and just have that clear, transparent communication. And I guarantee you will feel not only relieved, because you're able to have that truthful conversation with your customers and have them understand, 
but it will just create a better environment for you to be able to do what you really want to do, which is, you know, draw or paint or shop for fabric or go on Alibaba and pick out clothes. <laughs> Whatever it is that you want to do, it'll free up more time to do that. Um, but don't run away from conflict. Don't run away from issues. Create a trusting bond with you and your customer. And I, I guarantee things will work out for you. Um, if you take anything away from this podcast, I really want, again, there just to be more understanding and more care when it comes to Black-owned small businesses and more understanding. Um, and realize, again, that we're not all the same. To the people out there who support small businesses, specifically Small businesses run by POC. Thank you so much. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love. And support comes in many forms. It's not just purchasing from us. It's sharing our posts, liking our posts, engaging on social media. I say this all the time. Even if you share our posts to your story and you have 20 followers, that's still 20 people who had not seen or heard of my small business before who had seen it now. And one of those people might purchase. And then they tell someone else, they tell their 20 followers, and then one of those people purchases that's another person. And then they tell their 20 followers and then they tell their 20 followers. It grows and it grows and it expands and just becomes this beautiful thing of support. All because you decided to share one post. You never know what sharing that one post, that one story, that one thing will do. So please share our businesses. Scream them from the rooftops. The ones that are doing it right. The ones that are doing it good. Because again, not all small businesses are the same. They're not all created equal. So support the ones that are doing it right. Which is mine. <laughs> again, thank you all so much for the support. I really appreciate it. Make sure you check out the description. The link to my website is down there. Um... And yeah, I appreciate all the support on the podcast. It has been such an amazing journey and experience having these conversations with you. And I will see y'all in the next one.